Hello, welcome everyone to a, another episode of the Minority Sports Report. I am your host, Alex Adello. And I am Eric, back from the dead. Sorry I was gone last week. Yeah, we missed you, man. We missed you. And uh, we have our first time guest, and also happens to be our number one fan, <laughs> Cody Harrison. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I've been listening, loving the show, loving what you guys have been doing, and just the awesome information you're putting out. I'm excited to be a part of it, bring a new perspective to the show. We appreciate that, like, having you as half our you know viewer base it's really <laughs> nice that we get to have you on the show this week all right so uh we're gonna start off by getting cody's thoughts on who his afc and nfc picks are going to be and also his mvp cody so go ahead and take it away cool so i am obviously coming in with a big advantage coming in three weeks already into the season so i picked teams that one i feel like you guys haven't really talked about at all that i'm excited to talk about and two that i think just really have been playing football that i could see winning championships so for me i'm picking two teams neither of them have won a Super Bowl yet, but both teams have been to Super Bowls. My NFC champion that's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, I have the Minnesota Vikings actually going. They're currently one and two. They barely got their first win last week. A couple of the big reasons why I want to go with the Vikings actually is that their first win was like an overtime loss to the Bengals or their first loss overtime loss to the Bengals. And then the second one barely, barely lost to the Cardinals in a field goal that looked like it was going in and then shoved out, just barely missed game winning field goal but they missed it and surprisingly enough a lot of people have been talking about how like Russell Wilson has like seven touchdowns and no interceptions but Kirk Cousins actually has eight touchdowns zero interceptions he's putting up 800 plus yards he's looking really really sharp I love what they're doing with Dalvin Cook and with Alexander Matson. I think they just have a really strong one-two punch at running back I think the Vikings are going to be a good competitor and on the flip side I choose the Titans to win the AFC I don't necessarily think the Titans are the best team in the AFC. I just think their division is so, so weak with the Colts who are 0-3 right now, the Jaguars that are 0-3, and the Texans that are 1-2. I think they're just gonna like storm through their division and just not be as tired as a lot of the other teams. I think the AFC West is gonna beat each other up all season long, and so oh yeah, I think by the time they get to the playoffs, you're just gonna see them just kind of worn out and kind of tired from a long, long season. I think the Titans are gonna come in really fresh and bring a new perspective to it. And I'm choosing the Titans to win the Super Bowl. Those are interesting, interesting picks. The Vikings to me. Yeah, I thought when I first saw your predictions on our little notes here, I thought those were placeholders. I thought you were going <laughs> to give us your real, your real options during the show. But I guess this is it. I mean, I can see the Vikings. I don't know about AFC South team, but, you know, I respect that opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I when I see Kirk Cousins, you know, I he's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, but he's like he's like another Philip Rivers, you know. Like Philip Rivers was great, you know, but he never went to the Super Bowl. He might make a Hall of Fame quarterback, but like I mean, that's why I see Kirk Cousins, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I see that. But I just feel like if Kirk Cousins was in like a bigger market team, he'd get so much more exposure cuz he puts up 4000 plus yards nearly every season he has a super high touchdown super low interception ratio all the time Dalvin Cook probably one of the best running backs top three top four by most people's opinion like and then defensively they just have so many weapons that people kind of like forget exist
exist. And I just think they're, they're going to surprise a lot of teams. And I think the NFC North is just shaping up to be a lot weaker than a lot of people expect it to be this season. I think they can run away with the division pretty early if they keep playing well. And obviously if the Packers kind of are playing in between football still. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about let's get into some. Let's, let's start with the NFC North games then. Cause I got a lot to say. <laughs> All right. You can take it away, man. Mostly about how hyped I was. Now the hype train has not been derailed yet. I'm still high on Justin Fields. Yes. But <laughs> you gotta be a little discouraged when they have net one total passing yard in the whole game with Justin Fields starting. Now that could be for a lot of reasons. Uh, mostly probably just because you know he's inexperienced. But I think the real reason is because he's a vegan, and we keep harping back on this. He needs protein. <laughs> He can't be making these throws. Like, maybe, like, in college, yeah, it's fine if you're on this vegan diet. But this is the NFL now. Like, I mean... Yeah, put some meat on the bones. One passing yard. I mean, but the only... The good thing is, we can't get worse, you know? It's only up from there. <laughs> maybe next week, we'll shoot for two yards. But, yeah, that Bears game, very disappointing. I saw the total yards for Chicago, and it was, like, 56 yards, like, offensive yards. And Ravens kicked a 66-yard field goal. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. That was... I felt so bad, man. That that offensive line was like Swiss cheese. They were not giving Justin Fields even a chance to develop. And even right now, the Bears are like not even know who they're going to start for this next week. So I have no idea what they're going to do. I think they should just go with Justin Fields again, give him another shot against, you know, a defense that's not so good. Yeah. It's the Lions, so, right? Yeah, they're playing the Lions. I think he's dealing with some kind of injury because he took nine sacks. Like, I, I don't even know the last time yeah. the quarterback took that many sacks. So, like, it makes the numbers look worse than maybe they were you know because obviously he was getting completions he was getting passing yards but getting sacked drops that passing number down so it looks like it's only a yard but yeah. i think you have to blame the coach in this situation like you know you have a rookie quarterback and you have good running backs and the game wasn't totally like out of situation like i feel like they could have still ran the ball a lot more than they did but they just relied so much on him even though he kept getting sacks i feel like at sack five sack six like you get away from it you stop yeah. like you don't do those like, five-step drops anymore yeah they were letting him just shotgun it and i was like what is going on i just i was not about that. all right can we talk about the packers the 49ers game can we talk about that come on packers are back baby <laughs> 37 seconds aaron Rodgers with the ball there it is two minute offense right there that's aaron Rodgers. that's his go-to move aaron Rodgers to Devonte adams pretty surprised they pulled that out after that first Packers game of the season. I had no hopes for the Packers, but looks like they're winning the NFC North again. again. Gotta watch this. I've seen this episode already. <laughs> but, uh, but I do like Cody's opinion about the Vikings, though. Maybe they can pull an upset here. Well, I mean, we'll see. I just don't, especially with Dalvin Cook out right now. It'll be, you know, they'll have good games, but. Speaking of Dalvin Cook, this is just completely off topic, but I played someone in fantasy today who started Dalvin Cook, and I still lost by 40 points. <laughs> so, it's not looking good for me in this league here. You started another league no it's our league oh it was against uh yeah he was still had dalvin cook starting and i lost oh, that matchup oh, that was rough yeah it's pretty rough out here but yeah um as much as we like to harp on the seahawks here i didn't actually think they would lose in that fashion but yeah that was brutal vikings look kind of impressive i mean yeah i i thought the vikings were gonna win but only by like one to three not not by you know 13 points yeah i think russell wilson i feel like he's really just trying to carry the team right now like i just think pete carroll's not really setting up an offense that should really benefit what they're trying to do you know like they have these great wide receiver threats and i'm just not seeing i'm not seeing the same things we've seen before of the pete carroll offense right and you know 
Pete Carroll is in my head has always been a defensive heavy coach. Like I remember like five years ago, they had the secondary of a lifetime. Man. I don't think we'll ever see another secondary like that. Richard Sherman. They are called the Legion of Boom, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It's my first time. It's my first time. Are you not married to a Seahawks fan? <laughs> I am. I am. But she doesn't even know half the, she doesn't even know Chancellor or anything like that, you know? Yeah. All right. What about you, Code? You got any interesting games you want to talk about? I was watching the Broncos Cardinals and I had have been so impressed with how the Broncos have been playing. They've been playing really bad teams, so I guess it's easy to look good against really bad teams. Oh my gosh. But I wanted to talk about this game in particular because or not Broncos, Cardinals, sorry. Cardinals, Jaguars, down in Jacksonville, because I think that Urban Meyer is going to end up getting fired before the season's over. Like, watching this game, Cardinals at the Jaguars. Because, like, if you look at this Jaguar offensive line, it's one of the best in the league. They have like really great players. I think Andrew Norwell at left guard is playing really, really great. I think Linder at center is playing like outstanding. And yet they're still going to this like spread style offense and they're still trying to throw it out. And they have this rookie quarterback who leagues the league is in interceptions and they're still having him try and throw it. Even though you have Robinson that can like chew up a bunch of yards. And then they even go in the halftime 14-7 with a lead because of a bad call by the Cardinals where they try and kick a long, long field goal and return it for a touchdown. Like that was incredible. That was such a great play to watch live. That was awesome. That was fantastic. And then the Jaguars with a great running back and James Robinson can't do anything in the second half. Like if my math's right, it's like they had a 23-5 second half. Like they just got totally annihilated. And it's it's just all on the coach like I watch it and this offense should be so good and it's not and they're just doing their, these like little dump plays and they try and like do get creative but they're allowing uh, the quarterback just to sit back way too long and then he like scrambles out and it's just not there like you're just trying you're putting too much pressure on a guy that doesn't need to be there because they are up anyways so that was the game that I thought was really interesting because like Urban Meyer's coming over from college huge big name big name coach i think it's going to be like nick saban all over again like he took over coached for a year and then quit and i think we're going to see like a very similar thing here in jacksonville this was only his second year as head coach right this is his first year yeah he took over this year okay all right so one and done is what I'm seeing projecting. I, you know, honestly, with the the style of offense, because Trevor Lawrence isn't a bad quarterback in my opinion. I think he's just a rookie. You know, because even Peyton yeah. Manning had more interceptions and touchdowns his rookie season. So I mean, the rookie season isn't like something to like just judge a quarterback off of. But yeah, they definitely have to fix something because what they're doing is not working. I just want to do a quick little lightning round on my division, or I think the most exciting division right now, the AFC West. You mean NFC West? But that's fine. Oh <laughs> no, I meant AFC West. So first we had a divisional match matchup actually chargers and chiefs and i mean who predicted this who predicted the chargers winning here i did it so i lost that bet but that's not the important thing is the most important thing is that the chiefs are last in the afc west just like everyone thought they would be. and i think that's exciting like when you have a division where patrick mahomes is in the last place team in the division like that division is going to be a bloodbath but that also brings me to my other point of i don't know where this hype train for the broncos came from but the teams they have beat are combined 0 and 9 but everyone <laughs> is just stuck on the fact that the broncos are 3 and 0 they haven't played a real team yet so maybe i'm just a denver hater maybe i'm just a bronco hater but i think we should stop overhyping the broncos this much until they play a real team and i think they play the ravens this week so we'll see if they beat the ravens then 
okay, fine. But we'll have something to talk about. <laughs> and then, uh, so for our viewers, uh, our guest is actually a huge Miami Dolphins fan. And as you know, I'm a Vegas Raider fan. Sorry, still got the Oakland mind. <laughs> Uh, and we actually played each other this past week, and I mean, no biases here, but that was probably my game of the week. It went into overtime again, so you know, Raiders fans, you know, we always just live in that constant fear of losing. losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really thought that was, that game would have been not as close as it was. I thought it would be over at the half, and it almost was, because we, we got into an 0-14 deficit pretty early in that game. Oh yeah, that pick six, that was amazing. Yeah, I did not expect that. That was great. Yeah, I always love watching a, a defensive team just play yeah, hard. Dolphins ball. secondary has always been good. I mean, Xavier Howard burned us all lot like in last year's game as well. So I was terrified of what he was gonna do. He had that really one impressive interception on Darren Waller actually last year. So I was pretty nervous what he was gonna do in that game. But he had a relatively quiet game. I feel. Yeah, he didn't really seem to need to do a whole lot because I felt like it was just the running game of the Raiders just like took over in the second half and it just didn't matter or what kind of like secondary they put like barber who like i don't think he was on the team for the week before shows up and puts up 100 yards on the dolphins That's like crazy <laughs> that was insane yeah, yeah. I, I i started kenyon drake to you know but he's way more of a wide receiver running back which i thought they would at least use him for a few more drives and kind of let me down i like i like kenyon drake like but that guy has no vision he never he can't put up yardage if it's just a pure running play he's a good pass catcher i'll give you that but that was my bad. I actually told you to start Kenyon Drake because I thought he would be the RB1 with Josh Jacobs out. But then I f- just realized he's blind. So Thank you. <laughs> decent player, but... He is. No, he is. All right. Yeah. Those are my let's, games I wanted to go over. Let's jump into the uh, week four predictions. All right. So first, we have the Jaguars 0-3 playing at the Bengals 2-1. Bengals are favored in this, uh, 7 to f- uh, 7.5. I don't know. Everyone kind of thinks that the Bengals are going to walk away with this one. And honestly, I can kind of see it. Trevor Lawrence is throwing five TDs and, only, and seven interceptions. So honestly, and like Cody said earlier, Jaguars need to change something up if they're going to even try to contend in this game. Yeah. Jaguars, I really thought they were going to turn it around in last week's game, but in typical typical Jaguars fashion they found a way to lose so this game I mean it's the Thursday night game so I guess I'm going to watch it's not just something I'm going to skip over but I'm really excited for this one I really like watching Jamar Chase on the Bengals I think he's fantastic especially for being a rookie a fun game to watch I guess yeah I'm really excited to see the matchup because I think the Jaguars have pretty solid secondary like one of the Griffin brothers came over and he's playing really really good for them and I think Miles Jack is such a big linebacker but he covers so so well I'd love to see him if he goes up against Jamar Chase because I feel like Chase has just been the bigger man the last couple weeks and so being able to go up against like a big linebacker that moves like a corner like I think that's a really interesting matchup to watch and see how this Bengals team responds to a pretty good secondary the Jaguars are putting out oh yeah and also, I'd like to go on the record and say that Cody stole Joe Mixon from me in a very unfair trade early on. <laughs> and not going to lie, my feelings are a little hurt, but uh, he is crushing it right now. He's second in the league in rushing yards right now. So Yeah, he's been fantastic. I tip my hat to you, Cody. Well played. <laughs> All right, so I think that the Bengals are definitely going to take this. 5-7 to seven is going to be my prediction. I'm going to give it to the Bengals 10-14. to 14. There's no way this offense isn't going to light up the Jaguars by at least that much. See, I'm I'm going to go against you guys here. I'm going with the Jaguars. <laughs> 
I have them actually winning by two possessions. I have seven to nine, I think more than a touchdown. And I think this is this big old trap game. And for anyone that's followed the Bengals for a while, their like consistency is that they win games and then they just get a big head and they just can't, they can't pull out games that they should easily dominate. And I think this is a game that they're like, oh yeah, Jaguars are horrible. Trevor Lawrence is horrible. And I think they come out and Urban Meyer finally shows us the performance that we like expect out of a coach of his caliber and Trevor Lawrence really puts up a big game. They're Trevor Lawrence's first big, big lights game. I really like the Jaguars here, seven to nine. Also, aren't the Jaguars in like one of the largest loss deficits? Aren't they at like 16 losses or 18? Yeah, 18 losses over two years. Like they haven't won a game yet. Yeah, their last win was week one of last season, I believe. So yeah, they're tied for the Lions right now, which, you know, hopefully they can turn it around. But I I just do not see it. Hmm. All right, moving on. We're going to talk about the Titans and the Jets. Titans are two and one. Uh, New York Jets are at 0 and three. What are your thoughts on this, guys? I am having a really hard time. I'm thinking of any players on either team. <laughs> I mean, I know Zach Wilson is on the Jets, and he's had some fantastic interceptions. I really liked watching those clips. But... Derrick Henry? I love... Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. The AFC South is just like like a hodgepodge to me. I get them all mixed up. Okay, Titans. That's Tannehill, right? Yeah. Okay, my bad. My point still stands. I don't know why people think Tannehill is like this really elite quarterback. Yeah, he's he's fine, but like... What? You know. Disrespect. Coming at me. <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> I mean, that's just my opinion, though. I feel like with Derrick Henry, you know, obviously you're going to be a run-heavy offense, but like, it just had like just a little bit better of a QB. I feel like they could really be like a contender. No. I'll give you that. Ryan Tannehill is also, in my opinion, like a more watered-down Kirk Cousins, but Ryan Tannehill has like very good completion. He threw for three TDs last week? Oh man, I'm buffing this game. I don't remember. I didn't even watch But it. Ryan Tannehill is not a bad quarterback at all. He's very talented. Yeah, he's not bad. And then also, yeah, again, you're all right. They are run-heavy offense, and I love watching Derrick Henry run constantly, constantly, constantly. That man is a huge freaking tank, and I love watching him run. I gotta come in here and defend my boy Tannehill. You're talking about <laughs> last season's highest percentage of throws over 20 yards, like beautiful deep ball. Tannehill has the arm. Like Everyone talks about like Mahomes, how great of a cannon he has. Josh Allen, how great of a cannon he has. Ryan Tannehill is so good and so underrated. Again, this is a team like Tennessee. No one really talks about the Titans. Like Everyone expects to see them in the playoffs, and they're gonna lose. That's all anyone expects. They have Julio Jones, right this big wide receiver who's playing good they have aj jones who's playing great like a young young guy they have an old man chester rogers playing out of the slot like this titans team has like everything you need to be like a super bowl contender right like this veteran doesn't have many turnovers big arm big downhill throws loves the play action which you have to do well if you're gonna have a good running game you gotta open up the box so they don't put eight minutes against eric henry so i i will say that the Titans do have a, a good built team, but however, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, they're both out. They're yeah, Julio Jones is definitely out for this next game, which is fine because it's the Jets, and I do think that Derrick Henry alone can can make it work. But if they don't heal up, I mean, they need a good record to get in there. I'll be impressed if they make it to the to the playoffs with the team as it looks right now. Actually, so here's what's cool about their record, right? So they're playing the Jets 0-3 this week. Then they have the Jaguars next week. And then they have back-to-back games against the Bills and the Chiefs. So I think this is intentional. Like Julio Jones is in his 30s. Like I think they're intentionally 
getting guys that have a little bit of injuries, letting them rest a bit against these teams that I don't think you need big performances. I think Chester Rogers will do great, put up big numbers. Uh, yeah, I was about to just say, I looked up the Titans schedule and it looks pretty easy. Like the Colts might even be like second in the conference when all said and done, just looking at these games coming up. So like I said, so they, they have this Chiefs game, which feels like, you know, everyone is going to say the Chiefs are going to win. But have you seen the Chiefs run defense? Yeah. Non-existent. It, yeah, it's pretty bad. What is Derrick Henry going to do to that team? He's going to eat it up. Well, yeah, that's a bit too into the future. So let's get into the predictions for this week against the 0-3 Jets. Uh, I have the Titans 7-9. I have the Titans at 10-13. I do think that the Titans are going to win for sure. I had the Titans 4-6, to but I really, again, this is like a trap game. I feel like this will, we'll see if Mike Vrabel's Titans are like ready to play because I think this Jets team is going to be hungry. I think Zach Wilson wants to play well. Yeah, we'll definitely see for sure. I'm, I'm probably going to watch this game. I need to... Be more invested in Ryan Tannerhill. <laughs> good, right. good. Let's jump into the next game. Uh, we got Chiefs and Eagles. Chiefs 1-2, and two, Eagles 1-2. and two. Me, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan, and I think that the Eagles are going to take this 1-3. to three. I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost, and their coach almost died. I did not expect them to lose to the Chargers, but I think that was probably one of the better games of last week. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. I just think this Eagles team, again, like a young offense, like hungry. You watch them get blown out against the Cowboys, like their big rivals. I think they come into this game like really, really hungry. And I feel that Eagles can just pull this out. I think Miles Sanders is playing really, really well. They have a first year head coach. I think he needs to run the ball a little more. LeBron James was on ESPN2 talking with the Manning brothers saying like, yeah, these Eagles need to run more. I think Miles Sanders even have a rush attempt in the first quarter. Like it was just all Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. These head coaches need to back off these like young, young quarterbacks and like really use these good running backs they have. Yeah, Manning Sanders did not touch the ball at all the first quarter. But when they did give him the ball, he was averaging, you know, like six, seven yards a carry for the game. I mean, that's pretty good. I don't understand why you're not going to use a tool like that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has the arm. Like that fourth quarter, I, know, I mean, I know they were down already, but he he threw a couple of deep shots and they connected. Devontae Smith and he doesn't have a terrible wide receiver set. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I respect your, your inputs, but I've... <laughs> Lost too much money betting against the Chiefs over my times now. I don't see the Chiefs losing. Yeah, I know the Chiefs defense is pretty bad, but okay, I think the Chiefs run defense is pretty awful, but they have a decent secondary. They have Honey Badger. He's pretty good. And the Eagles, like you said, they like to throw a lot. So I don't know if the Eagles are going to be the team to exploit the Chiefs. So I'm going to give this one to the Chiefs seven to nine. I don't know. I just don't see like Patrick Mahomes is not getting those third down turnovers. You know what I mean? I don't know what is going on but they're, they're just not converting when they need to convert, and that's what's losing them their games. I mean, they just signed another receiver, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he does anything. Yeah. <laughs> that should be exciting. Yeah. I just think not having a head coach and just dealing with the health stuff like an offensive coordinator trying to jump in. I don't know if they've announced yet if they'll have their head coach back or if some, another coordinator is going to have to step up for Andy Reid. But I just think it's too much. And then flying back to Philadelphia, you know, it just it just seems like a lot is coming on this Chiefs team right now. And I just think the Eagles can really take advantage of it. They just got punched in the mouth hard. And I think they're going to want to come. I like the Eagles 10 to 13. I think this is a big, big game for the Eagles. Dang. All right. I I hope that's right because I'm, I'm probably starting Jalen Hurd. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the... Uh... Uh, the Panthers Cowboys Panthers 3-0 can't believe it and the Cowboys 2-0 what are our thoughts on this voice well the biggest takeaways from the Panthers game is that 
CMC and JC Horn are out. Actually, I'm not sure about Horn being out, but he didn't play the rest of last week's game. I think he's out for this week as well, which are, you know, two of their best players. Uh, and the Cowboys are looking scary too. So, I mean, the Panthers, yeah, they're 3-0, and but I wouldn't say they've been flukes, but definitely doesn't look like they're going to be as strong as their record is implying. And I think the Cowboys are going to challenge them pretty aggressively this week. I love this matchup. I think this is a really, really great game. I think it's going to be exciting to watch. I like what Matt Rule, the head coach over there in Carolina, what he's brought. He came over from Bay two years ago I think he just has a really really great game plan I think their rookie running back who most likely is going to start with McCaffrey gone Chubba Hubbard I think he had a great great career in Oklahoma I think he's going to come and put up really good numbers he played great on the Thursday night game they've had a long break the 10 days from the Thursday night to this Sunday now I think the Panthers are really gonna shock some people I think this is another game where a young quarterback Sam Darnold gets a step up and put their place in the NFC so um, I think it's actually a very important game for the Cowboys because the Cowboys are 2-1 right now Dak Prescott is looking good but I feel like this is a team that if they if they win this this is a big game for them if they if Dak Prescott steps out on that field and he crushes it I think people are gonna start to look at the Cowboys a little bit differently maybe look at the NFC East a little differently especially if the Eagles come out with a win uh Sam Donald's a great quarterback he's a very good quarterback underrated and the Panthers have to show that without Christian McCaffrey that like they're forced to contend with but I I think that the Cowboys I think Dak Prescott is hungry and I think he's gonna take this game at one to three yeah I'm gonna forget what you said about the NFC East because they're gonna be perennially bad like I don't have faith in any of them except the Cowboys but the Cowboys are looking tough Dak is playing out of his mind I don't know what happened to him during the offseason but that guy is he broke his leg lighting it up and Ezekiel Elliott is playing amazingly right now like this Cowboys offense is looking pretty scary uh but I still think Panthers are good I'm gonna give the Cowboys the edge but only like a one to three lead and I love what the Cowboys are doing with the running backs like with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott I think they're both so talented and getting to see both of them play just really it shows well for the offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, I think he's putting together like a great, great script every week for the Cowboys. But I still like the Panthers. I think they pull this one out, get a big win on the road. I have Panthers four to six. All right, let's jump to the Giants Saints game. Giants 0 3, Saints 2 and 1. Odds are kind of heavily stacked for the Saints. I think this game's going to be a shutout. I think Saints are going to walk away with this one pretty, pretty easily. I mean, uh, Saquon Barkley, massively overhyped player. I'll say it. Hmm. Wow, that is a bold statement. Is it? I don't think this year and last year it's that bold of a statement to make. <laughs> People still like to ride that Barkley train. He's good though. I'm not expecting the Giants to do anything this game or much of anything this season. Actually, they have a tough schedule. I know the NFC East is playing the AFC West this year, so that's, you know, not helping. 04 already. <laughs> so, don't have much else to say about that. I think, actually, Saquon Barkley, I think he's questionable right now. I don't think he even showed up to practice today. So, I mean, I don't even know if he'll play, but that's going to be a, a pretty key part if he's not there. Yeah, another big injuries they're dealing with. Darius Slayton and Shepard, they're both struggling with like big time hamstring injuries. I think that's going to hurt their wide receiver core. They have Ross, like the first round pick from the Bengals like five years ago. He's like their number one wide receiver, most likely going into it. And he's never done anything for the Bengals. So I think Daniel Jones, it's not fair because a lot of people put pressure that he has to play well this season. There's just so little talent really around him right now. And like you said, Barkley's not playing well. There's a stat going around Facebook all over the place saying that Jones is the leading rusher over Barkley. He has like 30 more yards this season. Like, that's insane. 
Let's see, what about Saints? Saints, oh, Michael Thomas is out. Oh, man, that's rough. But, I mean, even then, I still think uh, Winston's still going to pull it out. But, yeah, I think it's going to be easy. I think Saints 4-6 to six for sure. Yeah, for every Saints game I watch this season, you always have to just wonder which version of Jameis Winston you're going to get. But even if we get the bad one, it's against the Giants. So I still think the Saints have this... No question, 10 to 13. I am kind of scared of him just because of what he did to Green Bay week one. (laughs) Yeah, I think this Saints defense has been playing really, really well at times and other times they don't really show up. So it'll be interesting to see if they like take a sleeper and then Daniel Jones comes out and puts up a big game against them. But I think Saints take this one pretty big. I think if you just hand the ball off to Alvin Kamara 30 times and just let the clock run down, like the Saints walk away pretty easy. As long as James Winston doesn't have like a total meltdown, I think this is a Saints Saints walk 10 13 all right let's jump to the browns vikings game brown two and one vikings one and two yeah vikings dalvin cook is doesn't look like he's gonna play this week for the browns uh jarvis laundry is also out for the uh, even another week after this so both teams are coming in a little bit injured missing some of their key players Odo beckham jr i mean he was my favorite rookie when he started uh i still think he's got a lot to offer the team uh you got nick chubb kareem hunt they have a perfect setup for a heavy run offense uh, but they can baker mayfield can still launch it out so i think i think the browns are going to take this one yeah i think this is going to be a real interesting game obviously i've chosen the vikings to go to the super bowl so i like the vikings winning this game i think the uh young running back the vikings are going to have alexander madsen coming out of boise state i think he's just a really dominant runner he was taken like with a high pick a couple years back but obviously Dalvin Cook, you play Dalvin Cook. And so it'll be interesting to see him. I think he's going to do really, really well. But this Browns team's scary, but we just haven't seen Baker Mayfield have to really throw the ball. I think his stats are something like under 800 yards so far this season, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Like he just hasn't been the guy to do it. And I see this Vikings team, like a lot of weapons at wide receiver. If they jump out early, can the Browns beat a team if they're playing really far behind? I think this is a game that will prove that if the Browns can do it or not. I like Vikings four to six. We'll see. We'll see how Kirk, or sorry, Kirk Cousins deals with the Browns defense that had nine sacks last week. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How good does Miles Garrett it looked though. Oh man. That guy, oh my gosh. That guy is insane. And with the Jadavion, yeah, Jadavion Clowney, oh my. Their defense is thick. It is yeah. it is 100. <laughs> That's two first picks. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that. But yeah, um I don't know if it's uh Cody getting to me, but I'm I'm feeling the Vikings like faith like right? course through me. <laughs> you know why? It's that running back from Boise. That's why he's all about this Vikings team. <laughs> yeah, you're on to me. <laughs> I mean, I think both teams are excellent, obviously. And I, I do like the Browns, you know, but I'm going to give this to the Vikings seven with a seven to nine spread. Wow. I'm probably going to regret that, but you will. You will. <laughs> I'm going to leave that. I, I like that. All right. Okay. We're going to jump to the Lions Bears game. Uh, Lions 0-3, which we'll talk about that, and Bears 1-2. and <laughs> I think the Lions should not be 0-3 for sure right now. They should be 2-1 and their first week, and then the 66-yard field goal by the Ravens after a delay of game was called. Uh, I'm going to say it here. This is for my father-in-law, Gary Cooper. There is a conspiracy against the Detroit Lions, all right? <laughs> it was stolen from them. Yeah, um... I didn't believe that too heavily because I don't really watch Lions games, but like about the refs being against the Lions. Like I know the refs are against the Raiders, but I thought we were like that. I thought that was our identity. But uh, after seeing something like that, like a blatant, you know, 
delay of game. I, it's hard not to see their point of view. Like that was heartbreaking, and the Lions contained the Ravens extremely well. I can't believe it even led down to that. But for this game especially, it's looking like. I mean, I still have faith in the Bears. I love Khalil Mack. I love the Bears for the most part, and I still think Justin Fields has the potential to be great in this league. Do I think he's going to do it this game? Maybe not, but I'm excited to see. And like I said, there's only room to go up. There's no way we score or we <laughs> pass less than one yard this game. I don't know, man. Jared Goff is not a good under-pressure quarterback. When you give him the time, though, he can make things happen. And then even DeAndre Swift, he looked really good last week yeah. against the Ravens. What is that? Ravens have an amazing run defense, and DeAndre Swift got yards. I was so impressed. Yeah, and I think this Lions defense is a lot better than people really giving them a lot of credit for. You look at like Trey Flowers, he's going to be coming back. He's a big outside linebacker, puts pressure, like really, really plays well for him. And after seeing a team like Chicago allow nine sacks, if I'm a guy like that, if I'm Trey Flowers or I'm some of these other big defensive ends, hopefully Kevin Strong comes back, like I'm looking at this game and I'm seeing myself like I need sacks like if I'm going to be a sack leader in this league like I need to get a couple sacks against a team that just allowed nine sacks like I think the Lions are really licking their lips like this is the game you want as an 0-3 team see a rival coming in getting beat that bad absolutely I'm gonna give it to the Lions one and three for sure I am still gonna go with the bears here one to three though keep it close you know make it exciting oh yeah yeah i'm gonna go lions four to six but yeah i think it's gonna be a close probably ugly game for most of it it'll be definitely a, a defensive battle which i oh it's my favorite game to watch <laughs> All right, Eric, why don't you take us to the next one? All right, so next we got the Texans and the Bills. Texans are coming off uh, a loss from the Panthers on Thursday night, and the Bills are coming from a pretty, well, it was impressive score-wise, but it was against Washington, so I'll take that with, you know, how you will. But this game, okay, first of all, I want to give a shout-out. Well, not shout-out because he's not going to be watching, but Brandon Cooks on the Texans <laughs> is pretty good. Yeah. Like, I was, like, kind of impressed because I haven't really watched the Texans game this season. I was pretty impressed with how well he played. I I mean, Brandon Cooks, yeah, he's good, but the Bills have like two, three really good receivers as well. So uh, I think this game is going to be a pretty high score as well, just like the Washington game. So, you know, if you have Bills players for your fantasy roster, I would start them. Oh, yeah. I love Josh Allen. I know he is my he's my MVP pick, but I mean, it's hard not to be a quarter a good quarterback with like Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, Manuel Sanders. Like it's, it's hard. That's so many talented wide receivers out there, you know, and I think. As of right now, all of them are still healthy. So, I mean, this is this is going to destroy the Texans. Maybe we can get Singletary in there for some runs. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Bills can really establish a good running game. Like, I think Singletary and Zach Moss have, like, at times looked good. Like, obviously, two weeks ago, like, that brutal beatdown on the Dolphins they gave, like, is all about the running game. But then, in other times, it just looks like they can't really get the running game going. So, I think it'll be important for the Bills to make, like, a deep run if they could really get that running game going. I think this Texans defense defense who's been pretty good against the run i think establishing it against them would go a long way for setting up a blueprint for the rest of the season i think this will be a good time for the bills to like try to you know run some options against against a good run defense maybe expand their repertoire a little bit yeah so i think bills are going to take this seven to nine yeah i also think the bills are going to take this you know 10 to 14 two scores pretty easily i'll jump on that bandwagon these texans like they have three different running backs over the age of like 30 or close to 30 like philip Lindsay johnson and Ingram playing like you just can't win with that kind of like lack of production you know so I have the Bills 10-13 pretty easy win for the Bills again all right cool do you want to take us in the next one Cody yeah of course so 
the Dolphins, it's time for a redemption. Week one, they played against the Patriots and squeezed out a 17-16 win. And then they kind of got beat up real bad week two. We don't got to talk about that. Last week, they go all the way to Vegas, like fight hard, lose in overtime. Some questionable PI calls weren't called in that game. Right? I agree with that. And now you come home and you got this bruised and beaten 0-3 Colts. Both these two teams, beginning of the season, everyone thought were like playoff teams. Now everyone's kind of discarding them. I think this is a big, big game for the Dolphins. This is a big, big game for Jacoby Brissett. Like, no touchdowns thrown yet. He's only using his legs, even though he has great weapons at wide receiver, Will Fuller, the number six pick in Jalen Waddell, and Devontae Parker. I think this Dolphins team should be good offensively, and they just haven't been. I think it'll be interesting to see if they can correct that against a pretty good defense in the Colts. Oh, yeah. I think they just took a bit of a hit with Tua not being there. And I'm going to jump on this. Jacoby Brissett. I I love this guy. He is so fun to watch. I think he's got like really good vision. Um, I think it's going to be something to see. Colts, I mean, last last week, their highest scorer was their kicker, <laughs> Rodrigo Blankenship. And that dude does not look like he plays in the NFL. Like I, I follow him on Instagram. Like he does not look like <laughs> he's an NFL player. But, you know, good for him for scoring. I think 13 points last week. Wentz. Another quarterback who I think is very good, but just could not get it going last week. And I, I mean, I don't know. It's it a hard game to watch for sure. Yeah. The Colts have been really disappointing. Jonathan Taylor has been not very good this whole season, and I was pretty high on him when the season was about to start. But yeah, the Dolphins, great weapons. I mean, okay quarterback. Like Jacoby Brissett, he's not a bad quarterback, but I just think you can't do anything with that offensive line. Defenders are getting to him way too quickly. And I mean, that's what happened to Tua. Yeah. So like, regardless of how good the Dolphins weapons are I, I just don't think QB is set up to succeed with how weak their line is looking right now but also the Colts look really bad too so I don't know what to make of this game I think the Dolphins are going to take this one to three maybe even a little more yeah I'm gonna give it to the Colts one to three just because yeah I'm just gonna go against what you guys are saying <laughs> <laughs> classic Eric obviously I'm taking the Dolphins four to seven I think the big difference is gonna be like playing down in Miami like right in the middle of the day Colts coming down Miami's still super hot this this time of year last year there's a similar game where just how this Dolphins stadium set up the visitors have to sit with the sun just blaring in their eyes and they had like a temperature check in early October where it was like 105 degrees on the opponent sideline so like I think playing in Miami in September is a huge advantage again these are two teams that just haven't played well I think it'll be a sloppy game again but I like the Dolphins four to seven all right Eric, you want to take us to the next one? Uh, yeah. So the next game we have on the slate is the Washington football teams versus the Atlanta Falcons. Both have been pretty unimpressive so far, which is disappointing because I thought Washington, I mean, they were a playoff team. I thought that has a huge asterisk on it, but they were a playoff <laughs> team. And I was really excited to see how their defense was going to shape up, actually. But looks like they haven't gotten any better. Probably even just worse, actually. No, it's like 31 points per game. Yeah, which is really surprising because that's the reason they did so well last year. But yeah, Falcons also, I was really excited because they have great weapons. And you know me, I love watching tight ends. And, you know, obviously he's a rookie, but... Hmm. But he's actually been playing quite well, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I'm excited to see how he's going to develop. Uh, it's just sad to see the state of the Falcons' defense. Both pretty poor defenses on both sides, so make that what you will. Yeah, just looking at these two quarterbacks, like a guy like Taylor Heineke coming in, like a nobody trying to yes. find his spot yes. versus like Matt Ryan, who's like an old veteran, been in the league a long time, like a former MVP 
I think this is a game that just experience wins for him. I really like Matt Ryan and the Falcons. I think it'll be a real close game, but I like the Falcons one to three winning this one. Oh yeah, uh, Heineke. I don't even know how to say his name right, but I I also really liked him play. I don't know why I'm like on these kind of like younger quarterbacks, but um, I think he's gonna be maybe give him a season or two. But he has got some potential. And also, anytime I mention the Falcons, Young Hoku is my favorite kicker in the league. I think he's one of like three Asians in the NFL right now, but. I always got to mention that. And then uh, my boy, Corey Bohorkis, don't worry, you'll never take take my place. <laughs> All right. Yep. I think the Washington football team is going to take it four to six. Uh, I don't know if I gave it or not, but yeah, I'm going to say the Falcons seven to nine. And that's, that's it for me. All right. Let's move on. Yep. We're going to talk about the Seahawks 49ers. Seahawks one to two or and 49ers two to one. 49ers slightly favored in this. Um, Seahawks, man, I expected more. I don't know why. And well, I mean, I do know why, because they're a good team. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, like Chris Carson. Yeah, you have a team. You have a, a good running back, given he is a little injury prone, but he's efficient at what he does. DK Metcalf, we all saw that famous video of him running down <laughs> the, the, the guy who intercepted his pass and destroying him. Um, I don't know, maybe it's a slow start, but if they do not win this game, this is going to set them back so much because they do need to win these in-division games because the Rams are taking off, Cardinals are taking off, and the 49ers, you mean Seahawks, I want to be the last in their division. Um, and I also don't want to deal with Alyssa just not enjoying her time as bottom of her league. <laughs> I just want to say to Alyssa, you and Alyssa, some of my best friends, love you guys to death, but she came in to football very recently was a Seahawks fan so she's only experienced winning been a Raiders fan for practically my whole life she needs to get accustomed to these losing (laughs) seasons yeah that's what makes character you know (laughs) so yeah I think the Seahawks like as good as they are they're just in the hardest division this year so it's just really unlucky for them not hardest (laughs) yeah I mean with the playoff rules like potentially every team in a single division can make it but I mean not when you have to play like six games against those other three so it's not looking good for the Seahawks I'll probably bite those words because, you know, maybe they're just like a late season team. But I really like the 49ers in this game. I think that the Seahawks can win this if they have an answer for Nick Bosa. Because Nick Bosa is, man, watching him play against Green Bay, he was just eating up the O-line. And the O-line's a little damaged on Green Bay. But, you know, the O-line has always protected Aaron Rodgers. And Seahawks' O-line is kind of weak right now. And Nick Bosa just finds the holes. So hopefully they get something going. I think the Seahawks are going to take it 4-6. to six. Yeah, Nick Bosa is good, but Russell Wilson has historically been very good with defenders just in his face blitzing all the time Hmm. so i'm sure it'll like i'm sure it's gonna affect him but i don't think it's gonna be as huge of a difference maker as people might think i'm still giving this to the 49ers four to seven though but i think russell wilson will still have a good game yeah i'm with you with seattle i just think this is a game that if they lose they're really like out of control i mean you got to coach like pete carroll maybe it's maybe it's the end maybe this is him telling us that he just doesn't have it in him anymore like fun fact like pete carroll coached for usc for a long time before he coached the seahawks before that he coached for the patriots and took him to a super bowl lost before bill belichick and bill belichick's been with the patriots i think the longest tenured coach currently so like that's how long pete carroll's been playing this game maybe this is the end for him and it's kind of showing the offenses doesn't look good i just don't think a shanahan offense that's being ran in uh, san francisco can really succeed succeed without strong running back play and they just have so many injuries that injuries at running back right now oh, yeah. i'm definitely going to the seahawks i think this is a big statement win again for the seahawks i like them winning 10 to 13 yeah that's a big call 
All right. I am so looking forward to this game. Cardinals 3-0, Rams and 3-0. Oh, I think the Rams are going to take this. I am jumping on the Matthew Stafford bandwagon. Matthew Stafford <laughs> is amazing. I have undervalued him my entire time watching him in the NFL. He is a beast. And McVay is just using him so well. And I I see Cooper Cups out there catching passes, getting other people fantasy points that he should have been mine. But whatever, I'm not going to you know moan about it. But I don't know. I think the Rams are going to take this. It's going to be a close game, though. It's going to be a very, very close game. Yeah, this is uh, mine and I'm sure many other people's game of the weeks. You know, divisional matchup, both undefeated. Like, both have pretty impressive offenses. I'm really excited for this. Kyler Murray is my favorite. One of my favorite quarterbacks, but that's only because he's quarter Korean. So, you know, <laughs> I have to represent. But yeah, I didn't expect the Cardinals to look this good. Well, I mean, they had a little shaky game yes, last week, but I think the Cardinals are looking impressive, and I dare say even might top the division. I don't know. Rams are my Super Bowl pick, man, so I I don't know. Wait, I think they're mine too, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a great, great game. I think this is like could really be like a deep in the playoffs kind of matchup that we see again. Obviously, they'll play a second time this season after this game. It's tough, and I think you have to just go with right now who's who's playing at a level that I don't think they've capped out yet. Like I watch his Rams team play, and I just can't imagine them playing any better. Like I guess if they get a running back to come and play better i watch these cardinals play and christian kirk is their leading receiver right like their number four guy on the depth chart like i feel like they have these other big name wide receivers that are just haven't fully brought it in like i think as crazy as it sounds i think this cardinals offense still has more to go to really like peak out and be where they could be which is insane because they're probably the best offense in the league right now i like the cardinals team winning this one i think it's going to be close but i think they just pull away near the end take it two possessions i like cardinals seven to nine but you think the cardinals offense is going to peak against the Rams like do you think that's where it's going to come to fruition yeah I, th- I think that's the big moment right and in our notes here we have it like coach McVay is 8-0 against Arizona like Arizona hasn't ever won against this style offensive style defense I think this is a game that they circled way back in preseason they're like this is the game that like matters for us this is the game we get to go into our rivals house and we get to like show them everything we have I think this is a big one I think this is a big one. All right. Eric, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I think the Cardinals offense is scary. And yeah, the Rams have a great defense. But but yeah, the Cardinals offense, I think, is going to pull us out. I think it'll be a close game, obviously. But I have Arizona winning 4-7. to seven. All right. Cody, you want to take us to the next one? Yeah, definitely. This is such an interesting game. We're looking at the Steelers 1-2 and two playing in Green Bay 2-1, and one, right? Like, these are two teams that for, like, most of our generation have been just elite. Like, Aaron Rodgers, elite. Ben Roethlisberger, elite. Like, Steelers going to Super Bowls. They played in a Super Bowl against each other way back, I want to say, like, 2010, 2011. And it's the same quarterbacks. And so to get them to see them play again is just kind of tough because you see Roethlisberger, like everyone's calling for his head. Like they want Roethlisberger out of there. They think he's washed up. And Aaron Rodgers, MVP, like months ago, right? And yet he's kind of like no one really knows what's happening with Aaron Rodgers yet this season, who he's really going to be. I think this is a really, really interesting game. And I just love the Mike Tomlin factor, like this really senior coach who's been around for such a long time. Like I think he is going to be able to put up a, a great defensive scheme that is going to really make this a close game. I like Steelers four to six. Dang, man, that hurts. That hurts <laughs> here. But 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I so I agree with you about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't know where his head's at. I don't know what we're gonna see this year, but you know we're just gonna ride it out. I don't have like a lot of faith in Jordan Love, but I'm willing to stand behind him. But I mean, you have Devonte Adams, you have Aaron Jones, you know, like you have AJ Dillon. AJ <laughs> Dillon was a rookie last year, and he did amazing things. So Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, last year or sorry, last week, I saw his little crazy throw <laughs> that ended in an interception, and I was like. <laughs> I think we can beat them, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I believe it. The only thing I'm worried about is TJ Watt is most likely going to come back on Sunday. So we'll have a bit of pressure and the O-line is a little weak, a little, you know, we're missing a couple of our regular offensive line players, but I do think that the Green Bay Packers are going to take this 7-9. to nine. Yeah, um, well, the Steelers, when the Raiders played them, and then this last game had a lot of starters out, so we don't really know the full strength of the Steelers, but I will say that Ben has not looked good to borderline bad this season, but I mean, they still have Najee Harris, who I think is a fantastic running back. Absolutely. They still have you know, they still have good weapons. I think Juju's out, but they still have Claypool, they still have Johnson. Even with all that, they're I don't think the Steelers are going to take this. I think the Packers are going to win four, four to six. I appreciate the faith, Eric. I appreciate the faith. <laughs> it's not really faith in the Packers. It's more so my uh, doubt in the Steelers. Okay. Well, you know, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, it's something, dude. Take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to jump to the Ravens-Broncos game. Ravens 2-1, and one, Broncos 3-0. and oh. Talked about it earlier. You know, the Broncos uh, only playing like semi, okay, I guess easy teams as Eric would like to put it. But, you know. <laughs> They're 0-9 combined. Okay, you know They're what? literally the three worst teams in the league right now. Okay, well, yes. you know, Broncos also have an easy division. Except the Chiefs, you know. Chiefs are having an <laughs> off couple games. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, but Ravens are just riddled with injury. Lamar Jackson is right now questionable. Um, I do think he's going to end up playing, but, uh, you know, I mean, come on. If without Lamar Jackson, what are you going to do, you know? Nick Boyle's out. Uh, Bateman's out. I mean, they're a, they got a lot of holes, and it showed against the Lions. So I do I do think the Ravens are going to win this one, but it's going to be very, very close. I think, well, depending on if Lamar Jackson plays or not, I honestly don't have a lot of confidence in the Ravens in this game. I think the Broncos' defense, I mean, they've always been a good, a great defensive team, but they look pretty good this year. And like mentioned earlier, it has been against bad teams. So, you know, maybe their stats are a bit inflated, but the Broncos' defense looks scary. So I And I really don't know where to judge the Ravens either because, you know, I mean, they beat the Chiefs. But they lost to the Raiders in OT, and then they barely beat the Lions. Like how? Like how good are the Ravens? You know, like there's so many Who question knows? marks about this team. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see how they do against this Broncos defense. And I hate to say it pains, it literally pains me to say this, but I think the Broncos take this four to seven. Oh my! I'm with Eric on this one, but I, I'm going big. I feel like there's always a game. Everyone's like, yeah, this is going to be close. This is going to be a slug match, and it turns into a blowout. I think this is a Broncos just dominant victory. They hear the news, you know. They hear what everyone's saying. They're only beating bad teams. But it's not like the Ravens crawling by bad teams. Like, Broncos are blowing out, like, professional athletes. Like, sitting them down, like, 26-0 to, to, like, the Jets. Like, a 
very, very competitive, like number two pick quarterback, just totally locked him down. I think this Broncos team is going to be here. They're in Denver. They get that crowd behind them with it. I love what this offense is doing. Teddy Bridgewater, steady Teddy, like he's playing strong. He has four touchdowns, no interceptions, 800 plus yards. They have a bunch of talent at wide receiver. I think Jerry Judy is possible to come back, but he might be out another week or two. Cortland Sutton's coming back from injury. I think there's a lot to really like about this Broncos offense. Melvin Gordon's playing great at running back. Uh, I like the Broncos a lot. Like I said, 14 plus. I think easy blowout. Wow. Okay. Wow. I, I feel if the Ravens don't win now, or at least make it somewhat comparable, I'm going to just feel disrespected. All right. Eric, want to take the next one? Okay. So next we got the Buccaneers versus the Patriots, Tom Brady versus the Patriots. I wish I could say that I think this game would be close, but I'm really excited to watch this mainly because Richard Sherman just signed with the Buccaneers, if I'm correct. He did. And I'm not sure if he's starting this week. I hope he is, but probably not, right? But anyway, the Buccaneers look fantastic. I mean, they lost to the Rams, but it was the Rams. There's no doubt in my mind that they're not going to be able to stomp the Patriots in this game here. Have you seen how they're like marketing the game? You know, usually it's like quarterback, quarterback on like the front screen. It's... Yeah, uh, it's Tom Brady and then Bill Belichick. That's how they're, <laughs> well, that, mean, that is how they're marketing <laughs> the game. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it does, but I just think that's hilarious. No, I absolutely agree with you. Bucks are gonna take this seven to nine, probably a bit more. If I'm being honest, I don't see a lot of like. It's a weird word to describe it, but like intimacy with like the quarterback situation, wide receive wide receiver um kind of play out there. However, the Patriots. Up until last game, like the defense was holding. They were like an average of like 11 points a game. Like that's pretty good. So I do think the Bucks aren't going to stomp them, but it's going to be it's going to be a two possession game for sure. Yeah, this one's so hard for me to pick because as a Dolphins fan for the last two decades, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the Patriots have just annihilated <laughs> us. Just wiped the floor. I think they've won the division like 18 times out of 19 or something like obnoxious like that and so i just want this to be the ugliest worst game i want like tom brady to throw a million interceptions i want belichick to look lost and confused and call a bad time like i just want the ugliest game ever but it's not going to be right because this is like some people argue the best coach in football and bill belichick like I think this defense is good. They have such a strong secondary. The Buccaneers have struggled to get any kind of running game going. I think the stat they were saying is last week, Tom Brady was the lead rusher for the Buccaneers. Like, <laughs> I think this is a Patriots team designed to beat a team that passes a lot. And so it's going to be, I think this is a matchup of two strengths really coming at each other. It'll be interesting to see like the rookie caught in the middle, you know, this rookie quarterback out of Alabama coming in like watching the parents fight like Tom Brady and Belichick going at it and he's the guy that I think is really gonna push this game one way or another if he comes out throws a couple interceptions and looks sloppy like I think it's an easy Buccaneers win but if he can come out and look sharp and make good decisions I like the Patriots chance to crawl out a, a tough gritty game I like Patriots one the three all right, then. Eric, I'll let you take you into your team's game. <laughs> All right. For the second Monday this season already in week four, the Raiders are playing against, again, Monday night against the Chargers. Uh, exciting matchup because, I mean, it's in the SoFi Stadium, but it is technically a home game for the Raiders. <laughs> so that's always exciting. Uh, I love division matchups. I love them and hate them, right? But the Chargers looking good, coming off a fantastic victory over to the Chiefs. Fantastic moral victory and, you know, just overall victory. It is the Chiefs. And the Raiders coming off a pretty close game against what many thought was going to be a stomp. So, you know, I'm sure some people have lost a bit of confidence in the Raiders, but they're looking 
good. The offense on the Raiders has always been pretty good, I would say. Uh, it's always been our defense that just loses us games. I've been gushing over this defense. Not even that they're playing amazingly. I think they're just average at best, but you don't know how much, how long I would have killed for just to have an average defense <laughs> on this team. So seeing a defense get stops, get turnovers, that feels incredible. Chargers are looking good. The division's looking strong. I do have the Raiders winning here, but like I said, uh, I hate how John Gruden coaches. He gets way too conservative when we have a lead, so all Raiders games ends up being pretty close, and I wouldn't expect this one to go any different, so I'm going to give it to the Raiders 1-3 to three in this one. I am going to give it to the Raiders as well, but I think it's going to be a two-possession game. Chargers have a super... Sh- uh, well, maybe not super strong, but they have a very strong secondary. But after watching Peyton Barber run last week, I feel like they can definitely keep this defense on its toes, keep them, keep the safeties low, maybe drop a couple passes. Darren Waller, you know, uh, Henry Ruggs. Like, I think they're going to kind of make the Chargers look a little junior in this. And I think that'll be a good boost for the Raiders, especially going into Kansas City not next week, but I think the week after. So I don't know. I'm, well, I'm going to give it to the Raiders 7-9. to nine. Yeah, I think... I think it's a shame that a team as talented as the Chargers just lacks so many fans. Because you watch these like Detroit Lion games where Detroit has just been bad for so long and yet they still pack their stadium like tons of diehard Lions fans, you know, like maybe the Chargers should like get out of California because they're such a talented team. But you're right, like this is going to be a game that you're going to see probably two Raiders jerseys for every one Chargers jersey. Like it's going to be ridiculous because like the LA Raiders (laughs) back in the day, you know, like this is absolutely a home game for the Raiders against an away team Chargers and that's not fair you know that's not fair for them but I think it's going to be tough I think this is going to be a great game like shout out to the NFL for like having a great Monday night game I felt like at times last season the Monday night games were kind of boring or like uninteresting like having these divisional games on Monday night like keep it interesting you know like Eagles Raiders last week now we're getting Raiders Chargers like this is going to be huge I'm going to take the Chargers keep it interesting I like them four to six I think Herbert's playing really good I think they have a really good defense they're finally getting plays to go their way that some of the chargers have never had over the last like <laughs> two decades like the 50 50 plays always go against the chargers so it's nice to see some going their way i think this is a fun game i think it'll be really close but I'll take the Chargers to win it. Okay, okay. I think that wraps up our games for the week. Any lasting final thoughts, guys? I wanted to talk about the Seahawks real fast. I was going to say it. I even wrote a little sticky on my computer to talk about it. The Seahawks' two losses this game, this season, are against my Super Bowl picks, against the Vikings and the Titans. So I think the Seahawks could be a lot better team. They just got showed up by the teams I consider the best in the NFL so uh that makes sense so they could potentially even be the third best team in the league yeah potentially but based on the numbers yeah (laughs) (laughs) dude I'm not gonna lie Cody your like faith in the Vikings is like man have I been sleeping on the Vikings Uh, are is this a team I haven't been paying attention to that much but yeah I think Cody is for sure the most knowledgeable person about football I have ever met in my entire life oh yeah it's really nice doing the show with someone that knows what he's talking about keeps us in check you know (laughs) keeps us humble No, this is awesome. No, don't give me guys too much credit, guys. Like hearing what you guys are doing and just like how much fun, you know. And then me and my wife were talking about listening to you guys. It's fun hearing Alyssa, who's not here this week, 
the vocabulary you guys use is like different. You can tell that you're like, you just watch it, you analyze it, you get your own facts, and then you talk about it here, you know, like so many, so often you just hear like the same terms and you talk about the same players on other shows. Like it's exciting to hear you guys talk about it from like a purely fan uh, level. And it's awesome. It's great to listen to. I'm glad I got to be the first fan to come on the show and be a part of it with you guys. <laughs> oh, that means a lot. Yeah, that was really nice. Made me, made me that smile. Was great, great. <laughs> I know what the <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> All right, well, this concludes our uh, fourth episode. I want to say thank you for Cody uh, for coming out and being on the show with us. Uh, it was really fun to have a guest. I really, really had a great time. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, hopefully you can make it out to another show. Oh, I'm, I'm so sure we'll have him out again, provided that he wants to come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how my predictions go when, like, the Broncos get blown out and some of these other, like, <laughs> big games I called. When I go wrong, maybe you won't want me on the show anymore. <laughs> oh, no, we definitely will, man. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. Again, my name is Alex Dello. My name is Eric. And your guest, your big fan, Cody Harrison. <laughs> and that's the Minority, minority Sports Report. Good night, everyone.